Hello, angels. Welcome back to the Morning Elixir, a podcast created to bring more magic into your life by showing you the many ways that you are already magic. I hope you're doing well. So good to be back here with you in the ether, the sound space. Um, and I'm excited to talk to you. So I did not have this episode planned, full transparency, but I was just working on something and had a really interesting little revelation and it ties back to a couple of things I've been reading. So here we are. And what I want to talk about is manifestation or co-creating and off the bat, I know that this word can be a little woo-woo and kind of put people off, but I was looking it up on the internet, as one does, and there are really two ways to look at this word. So the first one, in, in the context of this podcast and all the things that I'm interested in, is kind of the more woo-woo one where you're like, oh, I, I manifested this, I manifest that, you know, can you manifest the perfect boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever can you put crystals all over to manifest a dog I don't know whatever that is but you know that's kind of one way to look at manifestation and then the other as I was reading about it more on the internet is it's a true word for saying an illness manifests in your body in certain symptoms or it's it's a tangible word. The word is rooted in practicality, but it has this dual meaning through the lens of spirituality. Of course, I love the spiritual version of the word because I feel as if throughout my life I've always been a really strong manifester. And I've mentioned Lacey Phillips on this podcast before because I've been doing some of her or doing one of her workshops which is what prompted me to make this episode. But she's all about the practical way of manifesting and how to create the life that you want. So I'm interested in manifestation because I'm interested in understanding how it works, partially so that I can do more of it for myself, but also because I'm just curious about processes. So I just finished... And I mean, just as in 30 minutes ago, finished her formula and magnetism workshop. That's an online course that has some videos and meditations that she brings you through. It was a good, a good course for sure. Learned some things, but at the very end of it, she asked, she asked that you list out the top three things that you've manifested in your life and then get really specific about the process. So what were the things that happened right before that person or event or thing um, came about? And I did this and I am fascinated by how distinct my manifestation process is, so much so that I wanted to share it with you guys. I wrote down six different examples of things that I've manifested, but I'm going to focus on three and I'll give you a little one minute summary of what the process was, and I promise you this will all make sense. So the first one is my ex-boyfriend. The second one is my current apartment. And then the third one is this job I had at um, AIR, at AYR. It's a retail store. So with my ex-boyfriend, I this is someone that I manifested in 2013, And my process behind this was I was, I hadn't had a boyfriend in a while. And literally one day 
I got fed up with someone. Someone like blew me off or I don't know. Something happened. I got totally fed up and I just decided then and there. I marched into my friend's apartment and I told her I'm finding a boyfriend and I'm finding one like tomorrow. I'm doing this right now. And I was very certain that I wanted it and that I could get it. And so I set up a couple of dates, <laughs> Tinder, like random people I had met out at bars. And this guy was the first date that I went on and it wasn't through, it was weird. I met him through like someone that I had met on Tinder had started this random dating website that I had never heard of before. And he gave me a free membership. And this guy that ended up being my boyfriend was the the person that I met via Tinder, via a website, which is wonky. But then we met. And when I first met him, I was kind of like, eh, I wasn't really sure about it. And it kind of went away for a bit. And the other dates kind of went away. And then he just showed up again at the right time, right place. And within a few weeks, we were officially together. And then we ended up being together for two and a half years. So that was thing number one. Thing number two is the apartment that I'm in right now. This was a brilliant thing that I manifested. I knew that I needed a new apartment because my old apartment was just getting tough and literally a mushroom grew out of the wall and it had bad energy and I just really, really needed a change. But finding an apartment in New York is a very daunting experience. So I knew I needed it. And then I started putting my feelers out there for other um, units, places, things I was interested in. And I was kind of uncertain, but I just wanted to start looking around. So I went to a random open house, very random for this apartment that was horrible. It was horrific, nightmare apartment. It was this tiny, tiny studio. The floor was literally um, shifted. So if I put a marble on one side, it would like roll down and it was so expensive. So it was terrible and I saw it was very discouraged. But the guy, the broker who was showing this apartment said, hey, random thing, I have a rent-controlled one-bedroom that isn't on the market yet, and I'll show it to you in an hour if you'll stay around. And it was in the most perfect location, and it was within my budget. And I said, of course. So I met him there and saw this apartment, and it was so it was so perfect. I couldn't believe it. But then a couple came in after me that he had given priority to, and um. I knew like I could sense that they were going to go after this apartment too. So I went downstairs, I played it cool, played as if I wasn't too interested in the apartment, was waiting outside for this broker to come out again and literally (laughs) was lingering downstairs around the corner. New York apartment shopping is physically aggressive. It's intense. And I waited for this broker to come out of the building, like lurking. And I chased after him. The couple had just left too. I waited for the couple to walk away. And then I literally go running down the street, chasing him. And I said, I want this apartment. What do I need to give you? And he's like, I'm giving them priority because they don't need a guarantor, which in New York, if you don't make 40 times the amount of money that your apartment costs, you can't sign, a lot of them, you can't sign on without a guarantor, which means like, thank you parents for a long time because I don't know, I don't know how to make that much money yet. But anyway, so he was giving them priority and I was super bummed. That means I didn't get the apartment or I thought that I didn't get it. 
But I decided, you know, okay, it wasn't meant to be. I'll just let it go. Two days later, I get a phone call and that couple had dropped the apartment. They decided they wanted something else and I was next in line and then I got it within about two days and then it was done. So that's my apartment, which I'm still in, which I'm recording this in right now. Bless you, apartment. Love you. And then the third one is the job that I had at Air, which is a clothing company. So I had my year of whimsy, which I think I've told you guys about. I quit my marketing job, kind of just started floating, flitzing about, teaching yoga, lived on a boat for a little bit, and then tried to be a server. That didn't go well. It was my year of 11 jobs. I made a podcast about that. But this Air job was a good one. So, okay, let me think back. Okay, I decided I needed a job. Same thing. I'm like, I need a job. And if there's anything I know about myself, I know that I'm very capable of finding a job. Same day. I, without fail, can walk into a store or a restaurant or something and get someone to pay me to work for them. So I did this and I walked into Rag and Bone and I connected with the manager and I was in the next day for an interview and then in the next day for another interview. And I thought, great, this is going to be great. I then like the following day after I had done a couple of interviews, I got an email that said that they had moved forward with someone else for the job. And I was so bombed. I couldn't believe that I had lost it. And I was really surprised because they couldn't have hired anyone better. Trust me, I'm a great clothing sales girl. Um, but I, I didn't get it. And then out of the blue, two days later, I get an email from someone I didn't even know at this company called Air saying they were hiring for someone in the store. And I went in there the next day and I had the job like later that afternoon. So all three of those things, those are three of my best manifestations ever because every one of those events led to even more things down the line. But as I was looking at them, I realized that my manifestation process is so specific. So it starts with the first thing. Number one is my unwavering want for something, this like really deep-seated desire that I need something. And I think there's this idea that I know that it can happen. Like I knew that I could find a boyfriend. I knew that I needed and could find another apartment. I didn't know how good it would be, but I knew it was possible. And I always know that I have the ability to find a job. I can always get someone to pay me to work for them. Always. So there's that. And then the second piece of my process is that I kind of initiate what I want to have happen by doing little things. So with the boyfriend, it was setting up um, small little dates or just putting myself out there and kind of testing the waters. And then with the apartment, it was starting to go on these random open houses that I felt drawn to and just browsing around street easy. And with the job, it was walking into stores and meeting people and just being open to it and, you know, putting myself out there. So second piece, I initiate some things. And then the third thing is that I basically think that I lose it. Like something happens, the guy goes away or that was the first one that happened. That kind of like filtered or like flittered out for a bit or the apartment, I lost it for two days. I couldn't have, someone else was going to take it. And then the job, I got rejected. So all three of them were close and then all three of them were gone. And then step four of my process is divine intervention. <laughs> and I'm calling it that because it's more than a coincidence. It's like this weird thing happens 
And all of the sudden, what I wanted is realized in a different way than I thought. So with the boyfriend, it disappeared. And then I was with my sister and I get this random text from him like weeks later, probably three or four weeks after I had first met him. And he just happened to text me at the exact right moment, the exact right thing to like go to some concert together. And my sister was sitting next to me and she said, yeah, do it. And I said, okay. And that was the event that ended up leading to us dating for so long. And with the apartment, it was that other couple just randomly dropped out and I got a phone call and I answered it and I somehow got the apartment. And then with the job, I thought I had lost it. And then I get an email from a random human that I guess knew the other hiring manager at Rag and Bone. And then I got hired there. So it's weird. And then the fifth part is that then it's done. It's sealed. Like had the boyfriend for two and a half years, got the apartment, got the job. And then it's really easy. And I'm telling you all of this because it is such a specific process. So one of Lacey's things is really knowing and being Um, comfortable in the process however that works for you and for me it's feeling okay with like the pause or the moment that I think that I lose everything or knowing that if I really want something it's important for me to take those little steps to start to initiate the process fascinating isn't it so cool so I had to share that but all of this does kind of beg the question um is manifestation real for those of who are a little woo-woo curious or um, what's the right word for it? I'm blanking on the word. Conspicuous, I guess. Doubtful. Don't really believe in manifestation. Can we really create things and change our reality based on the things that we believe, the things that we want, the things that we think? Is that really possible? So Coupled with all of this Lacey Phillips stuff, I've also been reading a book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And Dr. Joe Dispenza is a neuroscientist and kind of quantum physicist. He's a really smart guy, studied biochemistry at Rutgers University. I have the book here in front of me. So his knowledge is pretty in-depth. And I first heard about him from a friend of mine who went and did a pretty intense meditation training with him because he's also a really well-known meditation teacher, but in a way that's really grounded in neuroscience. So the Lacey Phillips work coupled with this book by Joe Dispenza is really interesting because I've realized that it's kind of two different methods of going after the same goal. So Lacey Phillips, she's all about this idea of manifestation and creating the life you want by raising and elevating your self-worth. And then Dr. Joe Dispenza, I feel the need to say his full name, is all about changing your life or changing the outcome of your life by changing your mind. So both of them focus on creating the life that you want by altering the patterns of the subconscious of the brain. And Lacey does have some neuroscience, but her work does feel more kind of spiritual, holistic, self-reflection. But Dr. Joe Dispenza, this book is really about 
quantum physics and neurons and cells and energy and matter and how our thoughts and the energy we put out behaves and interacts with the particles that are in this quantum consciousness that surrounds us. So it takes a lot of these principles, but it really gives them a new layer of depth in this new tangible, but at the same time, untangible understanding of how manifestation could actually work. And I'm telling you all of this because life's a game. (laughs) Back to one of the first episodes I made, it's all a game, right? So if there's the opportunity to alter the way that you think or to read a piece of information or to become very conscious about how you're pulling things into your life in a way, in a matter that you want them, that is so magic. That's incredible. Imagine being able to live a life where you're able to have that type of power, that type of control. It's pretty brilliant. And based on the way that I've seen things happen the way that I've seen things happen for other people and all of this information I'm pulling in, I think it's completely possible. So yeah, that's all for this episode. The art of manifestation. Is it real? Is it not real? Only one way to find out. Why don't you try it? (laughs) Okay, that's it for today. As always, I will link to um, Lacey who I've talked about 8 billion times. She has a podcast, a lot of stuff. Just go try try some of her stuff out. It doesn't rest well with everyone, but maybe you'll hear an interview or something that'll trigger your interest. And then I'll also link to um, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work for those of you who are a little manifestation doubtful. Still can't find the right word. Okay. That's it. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email me themorningelixir at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kristen D underscore. And if you liked this podcast, would love if you rated, reviewed me in iTunes, maybe shared with a friend. That'd be fab. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself. All good. All right. Love you, angels. Bye.